0: Hello, I'm glad you could join us today. Over the last months, I have enjoyed writing and recording this series of podcasts, which I hope will offer support for family and other home carers. I was very interested recently when I was asked by a friend why I had made the podcasts. A couple of years ago, when my niece Nicola and her husband Aaron came to visit from Australia, We had very interesting discussions about their work in computers and they were interested in my non-fiction books which started through my own search for relevant information when my daughter Jay, diagnosed with anorexia, binge purge type, was in a life-threatening condition yet refused point-blank to see a specialist. During those conversations with Aaron and Nicola they mentioned podcasts, a word I'd never heard before. They explained how podcasts could be made about all sorts of topics, and this was the beginning of my first ever podcast project. Based on many conversations with home caregivers, both at self-help meetings and on telephone support lines, and with the help of George Beard of Resourceful IT, during 2016 and 17, I've written and recorded this series, highlighting topics such as motivation finding resources and information communication with the vulnerable loved one communication and family teamwork confidentiality challenging behavior collaboration and coordinated care all topics that i had difficulty with when my daughter J was in such a difficult situation and not at all like her usual self Now I have some idea of the numbers of family and other home caregivers, perhaps some of my neighbours, maybe some of my relations, friends, colleagues and acquaintances, all with personal experience doing their best to offer support to their husband or wife perhaps, or their mother, father, sister, brother, or another close relation or friend and I think about how I struggled to cope when my daughter Jay was in a life-threatening condition. And at the same time, my mother, who lived on her own several miles away at that time, developed Alzheimer's and also needed support. In common with many other home carers, I had no information at that time, and at that time no experience in computers or internet where perhaps I could have found relevant information. Luckily, I heard from a friend about self-help groups and one within travelling distance from my home for people affected by eating disorders and also for the people who support them, which helped me enormously. And during group meetings and through the discussions of our individual situations and problems, I learned a lot, heard of useful books to read, Heard how others coped with the effects of an eating disorder in their homes, and I gained ideas to try at home when life was difficult. But I had no real idea of if what I was doing was helpful or maybe risking making things worse. And when I asked our GP how best to help and support Jay, his response was, You know as much as I do. Yes. He'd been trained in how to recognise symptoms and to prescribe medication or treatment, but he had no idea of information about how to help support people at home with a vulnerable individual in a serious condition. I felt at the time as if I was living in a nightmare. Thankfully, Jay recovered. She's now working full-time and living independently. And over the years, I've talked to many others struggling to cope in all sorts of home situations and circumstances with all sorts of difficult health conditions, for instance, a physical condition such as spina bifida, or a mental health condition, for instance, schizophrenia, or perhaps an eating disorder which involves mental and physical health problems. And I learned a lot from sharing our personal caregiving experiences. My feelings of helplessness and living in a nightmare were not unique. I learned that telephone helplines can be very helpful and that over recent years many charities have begun to organise websites offering relevant information, sometimes workshops and conferences too. How I wish that when Jay was so ill that I'd had access to relevant information about charities, helplines, self-help groups. Now, libraries can often be the source of many suggestions about relevant books and may even offer access to a computer and offer help in finding information. I realised how much it helped me when I finally discovered a relevant and very helpful charity and, within travelling distance, a self-help group where I met others, as I said, with experiences of very hard times I could recognise. And that was the point when I made up my mind to do everything I could to help change the situation for others in their own difficult caregiving situations. And with much encouragement from friends and family, I began work on my first non-fiction book, Anorexia and Bulimia in the Family, based on my own personal experience plus talking to many others at meetings and on helplines. And it was published by John Wiley & Sons, which I later discovered is mainly a publisher of academic books. I'm delighted to know now that uh, my book has been read by academics as well as families and others affected directly by eating disorders. At a conference in London about eating disorders, I met Janet Treasure, who wrote the foreword for anorexia and bulimia in the family. And this was a turning point for me. Janet is a professor of eating disorders with huge knowledge and experience of training students and professionals in eating disorders. And she has written several books on that subject. I was delighted when Janet asked me to help co-author skills-based caring for a loved one with an eating disorder, along with herself and Anna Crane. Thus building a unique writing team of a very experienced professional, a home caregiver, whose daughter has recovered and someone who has recovered from an eating disorder. Now in second edition are books published by Rutledge and available in many countries and are translated into other languages. Over recent years I have talked to many professionals as well as home caregivers in a wide variety of circumstances. I've attended several international conferences which led to my book Surviving Family Caregiving published by Rutledge about how through collaboration and good all-round communication how to build effective all-round coordinated care in any difficult caring situation and I discovered that many professionals have developed a special interest in specific illness or condition because a family member or close personal friend had been affected I hope that my non-fiction books and podcasts will be informative and helpful for professionals, as well as for families and other caregivers in difficult situations, when a loved one needs ongoing long-term home care and support, as well as professional help. Many thanks to Eating Disorders Association, now BEAT UK, to their helpline for their help and support when Jay was so ill, also to North East Eating Disorder Scotland, or NEEDS Scotland, the self-help group nearest where I lived. And thanks also to Carers Trust UK and to the Samaritans for the training I was given in telephone helpline work quite some time ago now. And to all the home carers who have shared their own experiences of home caregiving. My very best wishes to all caregivers. I hope you will find these podcasts helpful in your own situation. If you have any comments, questions or suggestions about them, please contact me through my website www.groniasmith.co.uk. All the very best.